welcome back to Constantino Monologue. In this episode, we're going to be discussing The Lady of the Lake Chapter 11, the penultimate chapter of the final book in the Witcher Saga. Uh, it's a very somber chapter. It's a very sad chapter. It is an epilogue. It's the beginning of the epilogue. We have the, you know, the previous chapter, chapter 10, we saw the ending for this world and how it's progressing and what the future holds for certain minor characters or massive countrywide events. Now we focus on our characters, our three main characters, our family, our trio, as they travel across the continent to say goodbye in many ways they, they they head over to jealousy and they they uh pay respect to the rats the rats were horrible people yes and uh demented siri in a way that uh is unquestionably awful but they were still kids and they didn't deserve their deaths their horrendous malicious sadistic deaths at the hands of bonhart and these villagers seem to have agreed and they have buried them they they then wander to the arena she was forced to fight in and they burn it down they go and pay visit go to his cottage you know one, one last uh visit etc it's 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 settling everything putting everything right to say goodbye and in these vignettes uh in, in until the you know the lodge comes and knock and uh, we get this beautiful sense of melancholy that they have fought so hard to get here to be together and now that they are together at last there is this sense of this is the way it should have always been but also it can't last all good things must come to an end and that is the is the sad part of this. Like that 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 beautiful exchange that Geralt and Yen have, you know, of uh, you know, did did you did you have anyone else? And he goes, no. And she's like, I don't quite believe you. And he said, I only ever thought of you. And she's like, now I believe you. And it's just so so sad. And the way in which Yen has to go, okay, the launch is calling. You know, I made this deal with them and there's no way I can escape this. I can run and hide from the Emperor uh, for as long as possible, but I can't hide from my fellow mages. They will catch me eventually. You know, destiny's come a knock and she has to face up to this. And she negotiates with them to first Herbie go to the lodge, deal with them, let Siri have some alone time with Geralt, and then Siri will join her. And while Geralt is upset about this, there's this just beautiful line of he loved her when all was said and done. So he went with it. And you're just like it's this beautiful moment. This is what everything's been leading to. And yet you can't feel anything but sadness in knowing this can't last. And knowing that there's only one more chapter and this is a this isn't a fairy tale. This this is a, a harsh world. And that comes in the focus when Siri and uh Gerald go to Tucson. And she if Siri finds out that here Geralt's rich and she's like how did you get all this money and he goes killing always by killing 
and we get this sense that he's just so goddamn tired. Poor Geralt, he needs a hug. And, you know, he blames himself for the deaths of the Hansa and everything that happened. And he feels wrong that he gets to have this happiness now when all of them lie dead. Because he wanted this happiness. And then they meet Dandelion and, you know, it turns into a funny thing where we get that much needed levity as he turns to saw, you know, sort of crazy needs for tradition to subvert his execution and then it doesn't work and then Geralt saves him and it's this fun wacky thing this this bright spot in what is overall a melancholy and somber tone chapter and you know the the when the land of fairy tales doesn't seem all that magical anymore it's kind of sad in a way and that I think that really drives home where this story is going to end up and that this epilogue isn't you know, you know about happiness this is about how happiness comes with a cost uh and nothing lasts forever and then Siri gets called away to the lodge and the lodge scene is just spectacular Siri basically tells them to go fuck themselves they lie out her entire future you're going to get married to this guy. You're going to have a kid. You're not going to be a princess anymore. So we're going to have to change your last name. And they sort of fight over who who's going to be her quote unquote adopted mother. And she's like, I don't have any choice in this matter. Except where I can find some. My one and only choice I have in this is my last name. So I'm going to choose it. Regardless of what you guys think. I am Syria Vingerberg daughter of Yennefer. And it is the most perfect example of what the Witcher Saga has been about. It's about choice. It's about what being a chosen one, having a destiny does to someone, how it tears you down and renders all your agency to smithereens. And so here, in this one moment, Ciri knows she can't win a battle like this, but she can find something, find common ground to plant her foot down and say no more. And that's what she does. And Yen is so clearly proud of her daughter. And the way in which she led to Tankerville is, is like this, the, the very uh, controlling mom versus Yen, who's a very understanding, nurturing mom. And then you have the more neutral Philippa, who... You know, in, in an interesting way, sees Siri, understands Sheila's, you know, uh, want to, you know, stamp out that fire, but also understands that that fire is something that's important. Philip's flashback near the end of the chapter is her seeing herself reflected in this pond and her being obsessed with the shape uh, and, and the look of herself. She is selfish. I've talked about this before, but she is not evil. She is a pure neutral type character. She is selfish. She looks out for herself and, you know, herself above all. But ultimately, at the end of the day, she can respect other people and she has a greater good in mind. Whether that greater good is is 
actually good is another question. Even Siri points this out when she's like, I'm going to have to explain to Geralt that the difference, of course, between the Lodge and Vilgefort, that uh, him wanting to inseminate me and you wanting to breed me are, in fact, two different things and not at all equivalent. You know, she points out the hypocrisy in there. But Philippa is many things, but evil she is not, which is why she does the vote. They are tied. You know, Kasiri basically puts a foot down and says, I'm going to visit Geralt one last time. I get one chance to be myself. One choice. I'm going to take that, whether you like it or not. And so they say, okay, yeah, sure. Uh, We're going to vote on it because you have no choice here. And they tie. And then Philippa, having that flashback, then votes for Siri in a strange way she sees a bit of herself in Siri. Siri is a self-confident person. While she has no choice in this matter, she will find that choice and force it. And so it's a wonderful inversion of anybody who thought Philippa was just an evil, nasty, bad guy. You're wrong. She's she's a complicated character. She's uh, pure neutral in the most you know, flat out way. She looks for herself. She looks out for the threes, you know, me, myself, and I. But within that, there is ambiguity. Nothing she does is pure evil, pure good. It is a mixture of the two. And sometimes that can be hypocritical. Sometimes it can be just, and sometimes it can be sinister. It is all of these things wrapped in the one. Which I think is really interesting that the excerpt at the beginning of the chapter is her death. That we know in the future the Lodge is going to be some sort of quasi-religion. And that these horrible people who hate, you know, sorceresses um, will burn them at the stake. And that that Philip is going to be one of the people killed and she's going to become a martyr. And there's legends about the way in which she died. And, you know... It, it sort of follows on from that that Falka mindset, uh, you know, how history repeats itself and sometimes rhymes, but when something in something begins, and also shows that Philippa, for all her faults, isn't pure one thing or the other. She is multifaceted. And... Whereas you have Philippa really coming out and showing her true colors in a way, you have Geralt hiding from his true colors. He has forsaken being a witcher. He has redefined what being a witcher is and thrown it away. A witcher fights evil, right? Not just monsters, evil. And so as him and Demlion are, you know, traveling to the meeting point so that they can meet Syringian for... The one last time, uh, they don't quite know why, uh, but, you know, searing and fought for this one meeting, they see all this injustice. They see executions being done left, right, and center of just meaningless things. They see, you know, innocent civilians being mass migrated out, uh, just horrible depravity. And it, and at one point, Dandelion says, are you going to do something? And Gaunt says, no, I'm not. I can't deal with that anymore. 
he has become apathetic. He has turned himself off. We know, says the short stories, Geralt can't help but get involved. He breaks his code all the time because he believes in honor and justice. And he's a good man. But that has fallen away. He has seen what doing good does to people. And he has fully embraced that neutrality. And has decided my family is what matters. I almost lost them before. I'm not going to lose them again. And it's gnawing at him. And you can tell he wants to do something. Because he can't stand this. A witcher fights evil. And he's not a witcher anymore. But he can't stand it. So with Philippa showing her true colors. And Geralt hiding his true colors. You get this nice symmetry. And... It's just a very melancholic chapter. Um, it's very slow. It only has a handful of scenes, really. And I like the way in which we see the beginnings of the legend that we know will become of the Witcher and Retroress. That outside of the big epic moments that, you know, the three writers. Uh, and, and they even talk, even one of the passages that, that this the stories began to be told of love of justice, of rights outdoing wrongs, of, oh, you know, of, uh, of destiny, uh, of belief, etc. This is the beginning of the story when something and something begins. But it's the story we have been experiencing and it will evolve and as we see in Nimue's time, become something new. It's, it's a wonderful little epilogue chapter for what is the final gut punch, which is the final chapter. Uh, and uh, yeah, next chapter is going to be a lot. Um, if you were expecting a happy ending, you weren't paying attention. See you next time. Bye.